0: Hashem Sifasayi Tiftach Ufi Yagid Tiena Sechad Hashem Sifasayi Tiftach Ufi Yagid Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning I would like to offer two final reflections on the bracha of Elokai Shama before we move on, at least for now, um, and take leave of this really, really fascinating bracha. The first point I would like to make is that this bracha seems to track, if you will, the lifespan of the soul, right? The bracha begins by telling us, that God created us with the soul. Last week, we reflected briefly on the different expressions that are used to describe creation. This soul has been placed, implanted, if you will, side of me, and you, God, see to it that it is guarded within me. Right. This is an allusion to the fact, as we have discussed on several occasions, that there is a natural tension between the body and the soul, but you, God, protect this soul and make sure that it is able to be safeguarded within me. However, I understand that at the time of my physical death, you will take this soul from me. From me, meaning my guf, my body. When we think about ourselves, we often think about our bodies, and there will be a time where there will be a separation between the body and the soul. And then there will be a time, at the time of Tachiyas HaMesim, at the time of the resurrection of the dead, when there will be a restoration of sorts, a reunion between the body and the soul. And as long as the soul is within me, God, I thank you. I express my appreciation, my gratitude for all that you do. You, God, who is described over here as the master, the creator of all things and all souls. God who restores souls to these lifeless bodies. So it's really fascinating. It's really, really incredible when we think about what the bracha is describing over here. And that is the journey of the soul that sort of comes from outside of the body, is implanted and connected within the body, and then becomes disconnected, and that is ultimately restored. And we reflect upon this fascinating relationship between the body and the soul. But there's one particular statement that we make over here that I think is so profound that it should not be lost upon us. And that is Kosman shehaneshamavikirbi. As long as the soul is within me, modeh ani I must thank you. So what we seem to be declaring in this bracha is, yeah, it is true. There are times that the body and the soul are detached from one another, and there are times that they are connected. There are periods before our birth and after our birth, and then at the time of our death, and then at the time of the resurrection. There are different points within, again, this eternal lifespan of the soul. But Kol zman shana as long as the soul is within me, mode'a ani lfanecha. And this declaration is a very, very powerful statement. And what we are saying is that as long as our body is contained within our soul, we have a sacred obligation to say, thank you, Hashem. Now, it is well known that that word mode'a means thank you, right? Like the first words we say in the morning, mode'a ani I thank you. But it also means to admit, because there's an implied admission of sorts of our dependency upon God. And as long as we are alive, and as long as we are fortunate to be the beneficiaries of God's kindness, we must say thank you. And with this, I would like to share with you the commentary of the Ramban as it appears at the very end of Parsha's bow. And the Ramban comments over there on a statement that is found in Pirkei Avos where Chazal say, Havei zohir b'mitzvah kala Chazal tell us that we should be very mindful and diligent when it comes to the performance of all mitzvahs, even a mitzvah that appears on the surface to be a mitzvah kala, like a light mitzvah, a mitzvah that is not so weighty like one which is described over here as a chamura. And says the Ramban, Sheb'choshah adamodeh behen Lelokov. Whenever we serve God, what we are doing is we are acknowledging, we are admitting, and we are thanking God for all that he does for us. Says the Ramban, you want to know the purpose of all of the mitzvos? To bring us to a place where we can properly and comprehensively believe that God is our creator. And then the Ramban says, Vihi kavanas this is the very intent this is the objective of the entire creation unbelievable says him, there is no other reason why the world was created merely to facilitate the experience that we have when we recognize our dependency upon God and find him within our lives and within the universe and to say thank you that God has no desire, so to speak, with us down on earth, other than us coming to this recognition. And the Ramban goes on to say that that's why we come to shul, and that's why we daven, and that's why we come together as a group of people, so that when we do so, we are able to strengthen one another and to give each other chizik, says the Ramban, and that we can, can declare together, amein yehei Shmei rabba. This is, says the Ramban, the purpose of creation. This is why we are here. We are here so we can say thank you, so we could recognize that we have been the fortunate beneficiaries of God's kindness. And then the Ramban goes on to say that this is why God performs, at times, supernatural miracles, to get us to understand and to appreciate that everything in the world is a miracle. And when we look at the supernatural, we can remember the miracles that are embedded within Teva, what we call nature. But you see from the Ramban, he's essentially reflecting the same idea that we declare in this bracha, and that is kol zman vikirbi. As long as the soul is within me, mode ani As a matter of fact, as long as the soul is within me, it is my responsibility, my role. It is, as the rabban says, the very pretext for my creation. The reason why I exist is so I could recognize and express my thanksgiving, my hoda. To HaKadosh Baruch thank you for all that you do for me. And so therefore, in this of HaValokai as we track, like I said, sort of the lifespan of the soul, and then the soul goes in and out of different points within our life, before we're born, after we're born, when we have physical death, and then we come back at the time of Tachiyah all of this, all of the different stages and phases of the soul's existence, Kosman shama as long as there is this connection between the Neshama and the Guf, Modeh I must thank you, God, the one who is able to restore souls to lifeless bodies. This is the first ta'ara, the first reflection, if you will, that I would like to offer this morning. The second thought that I would like to share with you is one that reflects upon the unique relationship between the body and the soul, the guf and the neshama. And with this I would like to reference a Gemara in Sanhedrin Daf Aleph, The Gemara over there says there was a certain individual, an adversary of sorts that used to challenge Rabbi Yochananossi, and he said to him, you know, Rabbi, and At the time of the day of judgment, the Guf and the neshama, the body and soul, could both go ahead and essentially escape evade justice. Ketzad? Well, the guf will say neshama The guf will say, you know what? It was the soul that sinned. And he says, I'll prove it. Because the day that the soul left me, look at me, I am lifeless. I lie here in the grave like an inanimate stone. I have no, I have no capacity to move, to do anything. And so therefore the goof will say, God, clearly it was the neshama. It was the animated, living, moving, breathing soul that caused me to sin. And the neshama will say, Guf chata, and some will say, God, it was obviously the body. She the day that I left the body, look, how many parachas bavir poor? Look, I am flying in the air like a bird. I have no interest in earthly matters. None of this concerns me, and so therefore, this is a very interesting challenge. The guf and the Shaba could both go ahead and again sort of evade justice on judgment day, and Rebbe says, no, 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 no. He says, I'll give you a mashal to explain why you're wrong. He says, imagine a melech basavadam, a human king, who has a beautiful orchard with wonderful trees, with amazing fruits, and he wants to protect them, and he wants to make sure that they are properly guarded. And he appoints two shomrim. One of them is a chiger and one is a suma. One of them is a chiger, which means a person who is crippled, low alone, a person who is unable to walk, and the other one is a blind person, God forbid, a person who can't see. And the melech basavadam goes ahead, and he points both of them to be shomrim. And he says that the Chiger, says the Gemara, the Chiger, the one who is crippled, says to the Summa, you know, he says, I see some beautiful fruit here. It's Gevaldic. You can't imagine how amazing this looks. So the, the, the one who can't walk says to the guy's blind, put me on your shoulders. And I will tell you where to move. I will help you navigate. And together, we will make our way through the orchard and enjoy the incredible fruits that we can take for ourselves. So that's what happens. The Chiger goes on top of the Summa. And together they walk all around and they enjoy the fruits. Comes the balapardes. The Melech Basavadam comes back and he says, where's my fruit? So the Chiger says, the one who's crippled says, I don't have them legs. Don't look at me. It couldn't have been me. I can't walk. And the Suma says, well, it couldn't be me. I don't have eyes. So Ma'asa, what does this Melech Basavadam do? Here Kiv Chiger Agabi Summa. He was a little smarter than both of them. And he takes the Chiger and he puts him on top of the Suma, V'dan Osan Ke'echad, and judges them together. Says the Gemara, and this is the conclusion. Af Kadosh Baruch Hu, maybe neshama v'zorka beguf Vedan osan Echad. Hakadosh Baruch Hu as well takes the neshama, is zorik. If he throws it, he casts it, so to speak, into the body vedan Osanke Echad. Powerful Gemara. The Gemara seems to be saying over here is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has placed us in this world, which is a beautiful orchard, and our job on a certain level is to be shomrim, to be watchmen, to preserve this incredible paradise in which we live. And of course, there are many challenges along the way, and there are many, many desires that we have. This is our job, to serve as Shomrim. In the Sefer Ali shur Rav Obi explains that HaKadosh Baruch Hu points, so to speak, to Shomrim for this task. Kochos nefesh the Kochos HaGuf, the forces of the soul and the forces of the body. And he says, Shnehem, both of them, are Shomrim for this incredible paradise. They are both watchmen. And the difference is, as we know, that the Kochos Haguf, the physical desires that we have, they are like blind, because we know that our physical desires are, by and large, they are driven by a very, very strong, natural physical desire, lust, if you will, but they don't often see the short term and certainly the long term consequences of unmitigated indulgence. However, the Kochos ha-nefesh, the forces of the soul, they're very smart. They're very intelligent. They can certainly see. However, they don't really have the ability to navigate through this world. And so therefore, our Baruch Hu takes the body and soul and sort of throws them together and puts us in a situation where together we have to be Shomer. We have to guard. We have to protect the incredible world in which we have been given. And the tension between the body and the soul, which is one which could be, well, just that, very tense, It could lead to a lot of, at times, internal turmoil. It is one which is also very healthy. It is one in which we are able, if we think carefully at any given time, about how we can use our kochus ha-nefesh to drive and to motivate and to inspire our kochus ha-guf and vice versa. And there can be a very, very powerful, a very productive, a very healthy symbiotic relationship between the guf and the neshama as long as we try to achieve that proper balance. It is not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to judge the body, nor is HaKadosh Baruch Hu going to judge the soul. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will judge human beings. And human beings are a fusion, as we have been discussing, between the body and the soul. And so therefore, it would seem to me that when we recite this bracha every day, the bracha of Lakai and we reflect upon the very, very unique relationship between the two, as long as the two of them are connected, this incredible potential that I have as a human being, it gives us an opportunity to reflect further upon our mission in this world. That our mission is to take the kochos and nefesh and the kochos aguf, and find a way in which one can sort of balance the other, one can motivate the other, with this system, if you will, of checks and balances between the body and the soul, between the kochos and nefesh and the kochos aguf we can achieve as, as human beings real greatness real greatness not as souls exclusively and not as bodies exclusively but rather as bodies and souls working in tandem together one with the other thank you so much for having wonderful day. No, no.